This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Madden Monday this week on the Fans First Network. Glad that you're with us. Tim Benz and Mark Madden. Every Monday you can hear from Mark Madden right here. You can listen to him Monday through Friday on 105.9 The X and also Watch us, Madden Benz Unfiltered, 9.30 a.m. every Monday in the Trib Live Facebook stream. Mark, I think the Steelers have cracked the code on how to fix this inside linebacker situation. Just sign all of them and see if the refs notice when you start playing five or six at a time. Well, they're going to have to play five or six at a time because they ain't got no great ones, that's for sure. To me, this ambassador of Quan guy, Quan Alexander, he's just more of the same and I don't blame them for getting him but that's their weakness and they they don't have an elite defense as I've said many times they have a defense with several elite players but also some very exploitable holes and uh inside linebacker is one of those uh and I don't think Quan Alexander helps with that I do like that he gives them at least a bit more uh mediocrity for depth uh, and it says a lot about Mark Robinson, doesn't it, who we keep hearing the Steelers love, but he keeps plummeting down the depth chart every year. My guess is he just keeps guessing on every play, and sometimes he guesses right. Because what I've seen from him in terms of kinetic energy, what I've seen from him in terms of raw athletic potential, there's a lot there to work with. There's a ball of clay, but if he can't figure out the playbook, then there's no reason to put him on the field, especially at that position. And I'm starting to get the impression that's the issue. Well, especially by now. 
you know, he's no longer a novice at it. He's no longer switching to that position. Terrell Austin, even at the end of minicamp, made it sound like he was still going to be a year away from potentially starting. And they've assembled a lot of people in front of him on the depth chart now, none of whom have to be here next year. So I guess that can still be true, but don't you want to get a look at him? That's nonsense. That's nonsense. You know, he must have pictures of somebody in Steelers administration uh, in flagrante delicto with a goat because you don't keep guys around for years who are fringe waiting for them to mature or learn a position. It's just ridiculous. And uh, again, Quan Alexander, that's an indictment uh, of Mark Robinson. And I don't know if it's an indictment of, of Holcomb and Roberts. Maybe they don't have as much faith in them as they did just a couple days ago when camp started. Well, they wanted Alexander back in May. They've been talking to his agent for months now. I don't know if this means I got the impression from Alexander he was waiting on a better deal. Uh, and it just didn't happen, or if, like you said, maybe the Steelers upped their offer a little bit because they already are of the impression that Roberts and Holcomb can't get the job done. Uh, Or they don't think Holcomb and Roberts ever could get the job done. And like you said, they were trying to get Alexander. Maybe it was just a matter of waiting for this shoe to fall, and now he's in the lineup. That's what I suspect. How about you? Yeah, I think he was holding out, hoping a better offer, more playing time guarantees, more money guarantees, and uh, nothing materialized, and the Steelers stayed interested. Let's put it this way. Robinson didn't do anything to impress, and neither did anybody else to the point that they said, nah, we don't need that guy. Um, They think they might need him, if not for depth, then for maybe as a starter. Yeah, so uh, a lot of times it's only one inside backer on the field anyway, correct? And I think they think that Alexander is a blend of the two between Holcomb and Roberts anyway. So maybe he can be that guy. I don't know what they think. I think it's an exploitable spot on the field. What do you think of how they're handling Broderick Jones? Should they just make him the number one tackle and go with it because he was the number one pick? Or should they keep experimenting with Daniel Moore at the starter? You know, Tim, that's a really tough decision because of the circumstance. Ordinarily, I would just say plop Roderick Jones in there, let his talent develop. But they're playing those three great pass rushers the first three weeks with Bosa, Garrett, and and Crosby. And uh, a modicum of experience would help in that situation. Then again, I mean, Dan Moore did not grade out great last year. Is any experience good experience? Or is bad experience better than none? Again, I'm in a quandary about this. I would probably start Broderick Jones. I would probably just pop him in there, let him learn on the fly. But but I don't know that that's the right answer. What's scary is I don't know if there is a right answer. With those three great pass rushers that they're seeing in the first three weeks of the season, it does lead me to believe that they'll probably go with Moore, especially since Moore's had some uh, good fortune against Miles Garrett in the games that he's played against him for whatever reason. And, and that's player number two on that list. You know, I, I wonder what it means today, though. Uh, it, it does strike me that they still have the inkling that Jones is going to be their starter at some point this year. Because, like, for instance, they gave a core for a day off today because they wanted to see Jones get more reps. But they didn't put Jones at right tackle. They put more over there at right tackle. So, you know, if they wanted to see if he could someday replace a core four, if they loved more that much, they would have played Jones at right tackle, but they didn't. Or maybe they're not crazy about a core four, and they shouldn't be. He's not that good. 
I mean, people talk about the vast improvement this offensive line is supposed to have made. I don't trust their tackles or their center. Now, Broderick Jones could fix that, but I'm talking right now. How about offensively, Mark? I know you wrote about that this week. You want to see the Steelers press the ball down the field and try to take more chances. Uh, I agree. It's, it's time to let Kenny Pickett have the offense and not baby him so much. I'd like to see them catch up to the rest of the NFL in terms of offensive approach is what I'm saying because everybody else scores more and faster. Some of the stats, and I keep repeating them, but that's because they're so shocking. Some of the stats from last year are just, I mean, they scored two touchdowns from outside the red zone. They had the six fewest plays of 20 yards or longer, chunk plays as as Mike Tomlin calls them. Um, When they played the Eagles, the Eagles scored four times from outside the red zone before they ever ran a play in the red zone. And that's the NFL today. And the Eagles killed them. The Steelers had the ball for 34 minutes that game, and the Eagles killed them. Their offense isn't a modern NFL offense, and now they've drafted a quarterback number one, and he's a game manager right away. I don't get it. So my two plans, uh, 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 as, as I've stated, are if you're going to do running and defense, then you better be top five in running the ball, uh, Najee Harris specifically, top five, and you better be top five in all the defensive categories, including overall. You better be top five in yards. You better be top five in points. You better be top five in sacks. You better be top five in takeaways because that's what's going to require with that approach to be a playoff team or plan B you could let your quarterback play like the first round pick that he is and he ain't never going to catch up to Kent to Joe Burrow but let's see how close he gets because that that's their best chance okay not you know executing some antiquated vision but seeing just how good their first round quarterback is and then he comes through Mark Madden with us it is Mad Monday Mark did you like how the Pirates borrowed have you ever seen the Flyers win the cup this weekend well, yeah, they shortened it. They were making fun of the Philly sports teams on uh, the scoreboard, and it said, ever seen the Flyers win the cup, question mark, uh, even as they compared the Penguins five cups to Flyers two. So, yeah, somebody down there owes me residuals. <laughs> it was a good ending, that series, uh, against the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, it was a good mix in the crowd. You know, it was lively, walk-off homer. They've won two or three series, but – at this point, they can't possibly let that affect their thinking going into the trade deadline, right? Tim, I don't know what their thinking is going to the trade deadline. You know what would be a hell of a hell of a deal is if, let's say they trade Bedner and Keller, and I don't think they will, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just say they do. In 2024, we've heard from them, is supposed to be the year when things like kind of turn for the better, right? Yeah. What if 2024 they have a lower payroll than 2023? That could happen. Oh, it's entirely possible, especially if they move those two. Not like they both count a ton, but they're not going to replace them with anybody who's, you know, veteran worthy, who's a worthwhile replacement. They'll just promote new people then. Make Majinski a closer or something like that. They should trade uh, Keller to the Angels with, with, with the clause that if the Angels make the playoffs and re-sign Otani, uh, they have to give us $100 million. <laughs> Yeah, but then what would they do with that $100 million? Just pocket it, probably. Well, keep it, Tim. Don't you know how the Pirates are run? (laughs) No, I do, and it's getting tiresome. 
Uh, I'm just the only thing I'm tracking with them after the trade deadline. Do they get above 67 and a half wins? Because that's where my money is. That's that's where my outstanding bet is on the over when it comes to their win total. That's the only thing I care about. What you have over? Yeah. You're, I think you'll you'll stumble in. I think it'll be tight. But well, then again, if they trade everybody. That's what I'm worried about. That's why I always worry about pirate bets because you can look at what they have to start the season and say that's good enough, but then you have to factor in what they won't have as of August 1st. That's particularly going to be the case this year. People are saying that, 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 that you know the Mets, you know, having you know trading Scherzer and they might sell off some more guys. Mm-hmm. It shows that money doesn't always win. They're missing the point. They're totally missing the point. The Mets spent all that money. They didn't win. And you know what they'll do next year, Tim? They'll spend more money because that's the advantage the teams that spend money have. They can throw it at their mistakes. Correct. And as I look at that analysis about money doesn't always win, of course money doesn't always win. But you know what else rarely wins? Not spending any money at all. That rarely wins. Oh, no, I'm not backing what the Pirates do. I just think people miss the point, especially in in Pittsburgh where I'll give you another thing that's going to piss me off, Tim. Say they do trade Bednar and Keller, which is clearly punting on 2024 and really for the next couple years, right? Through 2026 probably. Is it fair to say that? Unless they are actually going to spend money to get themselves a quality pitcher aside from Skeens. I mean, I thought that was the whole point of Keller was to be a one-two with Skeens. Or unless Skeens like starts every other game and it's Cy Young or, or Walter Johnson or Iron Man McGinnity or whatever that guy's name was way back. But but um, but but the minute they trade them guys, which we'll be punting on the next couple seasons, two or three, the media stooges and the bucko bloggers and half the hardcore fans will say, oh, this makes sense. This was the right thing to do. And look at the return. There's too much validation of the transparent way they run the team. Mark, let's get to hockey. Uh, I thought you made an interesting point, a good point about uh, Carlson, that he's got to be the one that's got to force this trade to happen. It feels that way, don't it? That he has to go to them and say, look, I want out of San Jose and I'm only going to play for Pittsburgh. Does he care about Pittsburgh that much, or does he just see that as potentially the best deal that he's got to make? Is, is, where do you I don't th- know. I just want, want him to come to Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't think he's going to go to Carolina because they got D'Angelo, right? They already have Burns. Uh, and actually, saying it out loud, uh, I'm not so sure that Latang and D'Angelo would have been a better combination than, than Latang and Carlson. Not because D'Angelo is better than Carlson, but D'Angelo is Carlson light, and there wouldn't be any potential for conflict between the division of duty. You think there will be conflict if Carlson comes and Latang is still here? Uh, uh, probably not. But I think they probably thought that in San Jose, too, didn't they? With Burns, you mean, yeah. So, so, but, uh, but D'Angelo at one point, I got to tell you, I'm not so sure I wouldn't rather have D'Angelo at $1.7 billion than Carlson at 11.5. What's the backup plan? Because if that was the backup plan, they don't have that either. I think the backup plan is probably to finish fifth <laughs> in the division. You know, given that, I always look at little stuff that's going on, and I look at the level of improvement by the teams chasing them, and, and Detroit got to Brinkett, and, 
and Ottawa got Tarasenko. Uh, the, the weird, like Buffalo hasn't improved much, have they? And they're going to, it looks like, uh, put all their eggs in that, that young goalie basket, but they, they still might be better. Well, we talked about that a bunch during the regular season. Um, when the regular season was kind of nearing a point where we could figure out that the Penguins were in trouble, you and I discussed that looking ahead to next year, there were going to be a lot of teams that were going to cause them problems from behind as the Penguins stagnated at best. Because I do think they've improved themselves in the bottom six, but not to the point that, in my opinion, it's going to change the dynamic of where they are. They're still going to be fighting for their lives for a wild card spot. Well, Tim, let me just say that you used the phrase causing problems from behind. And that sounds like the title of a thinking person's triple X movie. <laughs> Mark Wells. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if they don't get Carlson, yeah. they're to me right where they were last year. You tell me, how much did they really improve if they don't get Carlson? Graves is an upgrade over Dumoulin. I think they have a whole bunch of crap to throw at the wall in the bottom six, but they're still gonna be playing Grandlin, Petrie, and Carter. That's the biggest improvement that they need to make is improvement by subtraction, and they haven't figured out a way to do that yet. It's Well, and, and here's the other problem, too. Sullivan won't scratch Pete Lee Grandlin or Carter, ever. And, and Petrie, I expect Petrie, if he stays, to have a better uh, season than he did this past year with the Penguins. I, I don't think he's that terrible. I think he had a bad year. And he is older, so, you know, a rebound, I mean, I can't predict that certainly, but but I have a better feeling about him than, than the other two. Mark, do you have your trip out to Sharky's or Dino's set for next week? Thursday. Thursday, I'll be at, at, at Dino's doing the show. Excellent. And the, the plan was if it was at Sharky's, you go to Dino's after. Dino's, you go to Sharky's after, right? That is the plan, Tim, yes. Can't do one without the other. you got to double dip if you're only going out there for one night. And then, Tim, we have uh, Ted Nugent on Friday night at, at Washington, PA, the casino. Oh, is that right? I didn't know he was playing there. Yes, and uh, we're hoping to have him on the show because he is an all-time great guest. When was the last time you had him on? Like the, the last 1250- time he was here. He comes on every time. <laughs> so you've had him on the X then before. We're not talking about going back to the 1250 days or anything. Oh, no, we had him on 1250 too. Okay, all right. I got you. Um, it's like it's like Ronnie James Dio said once on the show. Mm-hmm. He said, I come, bef- I come on your show every time we're at town. It's really the same interview if we approach it that way. <laughs> Mark Madden, he's on Monday through Friday, 3 until 6. You can also check him out uh, with me, Madden Benz Unfiltered, 9.30 a.m. on Monday mornings. And listen to every Madden Monday podcast right here on The Fans First. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. 
The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Platform.